honor you for your goodness, your mercy, your kindness. Thank you for redeeming our lives from destruction. Thank you for crowning us with loving kindness and tender mercy. Thank you, Father, for the mind that you've given us to come to the house of worship on tonight to give you praise, glory, and honor. For you alone are worthy of all of our praise, glory, and honor. Thank you for Jesus who died for our sins on Calvary that we might have a right to the tree of life. Thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost that is orchestrating, setting in motion all that you want to do in us, through us, and around us. So we give bent now to the leading of the Holy Ghost. So we bless you and we praise you. We pray for our brothers and sisters that are in harm's way on tonight, that you would bless them, that you would encourage those hearts that are broken, Father, those that are in bereavement. We pray that you would strengthen their hearts for you know how to encourage them. Only you can do it. So we bless you and we praise you. Thank you for this time that's been set aside for us to come together give you praise glory. And so, Father, thank you tonight for giving all of us this common testimony that it was good for us to have been here this night in this place at this time. In the precious, wonderful, master's name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank you, Father. Amen, amen, amen. Let's just bless him. Let's bless him. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Can you hear me now? Okay. Um, verses 1, Ecclesiastic 3rd chapter, verses 1 through 9. And um, uh, like I was saying, this is one of my favorite passages of, of, of scriptures from as far back as I can remember. Has everybody got there? Okay. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun, under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. 
a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. I think we'll stop there. I know we're not going to get through all of, there's so many, so much in these scriptures, but we can touch on a little, a few of them at least tonight. But when speaking about time, time is something that's not, you don't stay in a constant state all the time. Time is a constant cycle. You know, one, one wet year or one day you may go, be going through something and then it's going to cycle out of that and then you're going to say, oh, okay, I'm out of that. But then you go on down and you got another time. And then, lo and behold, you cycle right back into a, a time that you've been in. And so life is a continuous type of, a cycle and there's a purpose for everything. And the purpose is to build us up and to broaden us and to create character in us and to experience and then experience, you know, wisdom. And then we pass that on because the different times and seasons we go through, somebody else is going to be going through another different time and a different season. And then you're able to impart into them. And when the Bible uh, in verse two, it says, a time to be born. What does that mean, a time to be born? And it, it means to be brought forth or as uh, by birth. And when we're born, we can uh, connect that to many things in our life, our place where we're born at. Um, sometimes we're born with, with people with characteristics where people will say, that's a born leader or they're born to do great things. They'll see things in you. And, you know, being born, especially in our Christian life, we're always experiencing some kind of new birth. And, but we know the ultimate birth and the ultimate goal of everyone that has ever been born is to be born again. And Jesus, when he was talking to Nicodemus, and he, and he illustrated that, that there's a natural birth, but then we have that physical birth. That, that uh, I mean, there's a natural birth, which is a physical birth, but then we have the spiritual birth. And that is the most telling and most important and vital birth that there can be. And um, what are your thoughts about the, the birthing and, and what, how, how has birthing, things been birthed in your life and, and, and situations, how has that benefited any of you? Can you remember a time where you felt like you were birthing something or you have been birthed into something? Anyone? Nobody has anything to share on that. Okay.
was speaking about he was birthed and then he came and then he began to be fed just like our parents feed us and he the Bible tells us to desire to censor milk of the word and how good leaders and, 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 and feed us where we're at and feed us the milk and then we're able to digest that and then the, the meat and that's what it is when you're a baby and you've been birthed you can't just throw some shrimp and french fries at a baby you'll kill it <laughs> you know that it just won't happen um, even certain surgeries when you uh, have surgeries and they put you on anesthetic you're, you, you're actually your stomach goes asleep and then you have to wait for your stomach to wake up again and you can't they, you be starving it but no you have to start with the liquid diet and the jello and you're getting used to your stomach is being rebirthed it's being waken up again and so you they just don't bring you out of surgery and say eat no you have to you have to um, process into that and as soon as you can digest that then they start feeding you the uh, the other food and so it is naturally as it is spiritually Praise the Lord. oh yes <laughs> of course <laughs> And then the Bible says, in a time to die, to pass, to die is to pass out of existence, to cease. And we're just going to go through each one of these and just kind of like digest them. A, a time to cease, uh, to die, uh, is a, it's different from killing something. Dying is more of a, a process. Uh, Paul said we die daily. And um, it is you giving way to the process. So sometimes it takes a while for that process to be, come to con completion because sometimes we hold on to things and they have to die a slow death. You know, but as long as you keep consciously doing that, that's a conscious effort. You have to make a decision to die. Um, Sometimes it's a conscious decision. Um, something, sometimes, some things are hard to die, like rumors. Those things die. They're you're, they're resistant. Some things are resistant to to dying, um, especially when the odds look against you. It looks like, but if you're persistent and this kind of determination is hard to die. It's hard to kill that kind of determination when you're determined for something. And when you have dreams and aspirations, um, they become resistant to that, which is a good thing. And, but then there's the other flip side where some things need to process and die out. And we know this flesh, we have to let, let it die daily. And sometimes that can be a struggle and we have to let God take us through the process. Any, anyone want to comment on that? Okay. Next we have a time to plant. There is a time to plant. What does it mean to plant? That means to put something in or set it in the ground for growth. We know that we plant most obviously in our children. And planting is very important uh, agriculturally as well as it is in people. In the, and Jesus was always talking about the planting and sowing of seeds 
And when you plant something, you implant, you establish, you institute, you can colonize, you can settle, you know, make a settlement. When, when, when America um, was birthed, they colonized the different sections. And so sometimes we need to have God to till our hearts and to make us ready for an implantation. And the Bible says that his word has I hid in my heart. David said, his word have I hidden within my heart. That's a type of planting. Well, we plant the word of God. And sometimes the planting, another type of planting is in, you conceal something, like in a covert mission, you have a plant. You have somebody that goes undercover and they plant. And they're a plant. They even say you're a mold or whatever. But when you, when you, when you plant something, it's to impart in something and to work in a covert. And when you're doing undercover work, it would be like in a covert situation like that. Um, have you ever experienced an implantation, an impartation? that you'd like to share with us, anyone? I don't think she knew you were talking. No, no. Uh, sister back there is talking, but I don't think she can hear you.
Yes. Yes, yes. So that, that was what she's saying, that was a negative implantation. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit had you to plant the seeds of prayer. And then it broke that thing and encouraged. That, yeah, that's very important that we minister to our young people and because we're responsible for planting those seeds and for watering those seeds. And, you know, the Bible says to train up a child in the way that it should go, and when it's old, it shall not depart. Sometimes it may look like what you planted is not reaping and you're not getting the harvest that you think it should get or you, you would desire for it to get, but God has already been planted some things are, um, they're germinating, and, and they haven't come up yet. And sometimes the seeds you plant take longer to germinate in certain people than it does others. And, but the wheat and the tares, the Bible talked about the, when the, the, field, the wheat and the tares came up together. Sometimes we're planting in good soil or in soil where the enemy comes in and sows seeds of deception. And so, but God, he will separate that. You just keep, you know, you plant it, you water it, you believe in faith, you keep praying, and you keep believing, and your crop will come up what's been planted, especially when you're planting God and God and children, especially. Amen. Then the next one says, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. And that goes along with what we're just talking about you know, things that have been planted. But when you pluck something, it's to pull or pick off or, or, or out of, to remove something, to, mo to move, remove, or separate forcefully, abruptly, such as, that made me think about when you pluck up something, sometimes you have to do it in a, a forceful or abrupt manner because it doesn't want to move. And so when you pluck at something, it made me think of Lot and his family when they're in Sodom and Gomorrah. And when they were, because they were lingering, you know, the angels already said, you know, we got to go, we got to go. He had went out, he had, you know, he had more family than the two daughters and his wife leaving there because they, um, it said he went to, uh, to talk to others I think it's his son-in-laws. That's what the Bible says. But they were caught up in whatever they were doing. And the Bible says that the angels, because he lingered, they took hold of the wife, him, and they brought them out of the city. And so sometimes you have to pluck up something uh, uh, forcibly and abruptly when you pluck up something. And we can't linger. We can't linger in trying to make a situation better, uh, trying to see how the end's going to be. Sometimes you need <laughs> to be separated for some things. You know what I'm saying? So anyone want to comment on that? Or we keep going? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> It's a time to kill. Like I was saying, when you when something's dying, it's usually a process and it's it's etern internal. But when you're speaking about something to kill, you have to do it more in uh, a way of depriving life from it. You know, you have uh, cause death of something, an intentional uh, a death. Um, out and, and, and killing usually happens from an outside force, you know. So sometimes we have to be that outside force to kill things that Satan is aiming at you. You know, you have to put an end to. Uh, you have to defeat and veto the assignment of Satan has aimed at you. You kill, and how do we kill the enemy? How do we kill the enemy? We kill him with the word of God. Okay? Um, we, if you think about it, we are all, always looking to figure out how to, if it's killing our pain with, you know, taking an aspirin or something. Um, um, sometimes, you know, that's okay if you're in pain. And, and, but then when we try to kill something, the wrong way by killing it with drugs, alcohol. Those are the type of outside things I'm talking about that come in and try to take you out and kill you. Um, so it's time. So the time to kill is to kill the enemy with the word of God. Amen. Um, then it says, a time to heal. You know, you can really look at each one of these things that there's times in your life that you have to deal with this stuff. You have to really deal with these, uh, these things. A time to heal. Um, it means to take, to make free from an injury or a disease, to make sound or whole, to heal a wound, to make well again, to restore to health, heal the sick. And the Bible and Jesus went around. What did he go? He went around and healed. He went around and 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 brought people out of their diseases and to their stresses and the things that they have been uh, dealing with uh, oppressions. And uh, and he healed. He healed the blind. He healed the lame. And so there's a time of healing. That, that we all experience, whether it be physical or in some way, shape, or form. Um, uh, I know each one of us can tell about something God has healed you from, whether it be physically or emotionally or inwardly. The healing process is, is to heal the wounds. God is a wound healer, you know. 
Um, and it, then the it talks about when you heal, when you heal, you also sometimes you have to mend things. You know, mending means you patch up, you overcome situations, um, you correct breaches or divisions. Especially, you can heal a, bre uh, a breach in a friendship. You know, so these are things that it's a time to heal. It's a, it's a time to, to get things in perspective. And anybody experience a situation where you know that that situation needed to be healed? And, and um, I, in my life, I, I've experienced where I didn't know how to heal a relationship. And God kind of like brought it together and orchestrated it and mended things. So he does it in such a miraculous way that if you try to attempt it yourself, it'd be all a mess. <laughs> and anybody have any thoughts on that? Okay. Um, this one's interesting when it talks about a time to break down. Now, what does that mean? A time to break down. Again, this is one of those, those things where breaking down means to separate into parts with suddenness or violence. And I thought, wow, to break something, there's no easy way to break something. You know, you throw a glass on the ground, that's kind of a violent act. That's an, a, a sudden thing. That's, that's breaking. So breaking... Uh, it says when you break soil, even when you're planting and you're breaking soil, what you're doing, you're cutting into the ground and you're turning over the surface so that you can get deeper. So sometimes you need to break some stuff. You need to break some uh, generational curses over the family. You need to break them. You need to be violent and sudden with them, you know, because these strongholds, they've got to be broken. And, and, and annihilate it. And sometimes you need to break some, and we even need to break some mental images. You know, people have told you, you're no good, you're never going to amount to anything. Those are mental yeah. images that need to be broken off of you. And your imagination. Sometimes I've seen some people that every time anybody says anything, it, they say it about them. They just imagine, no matter what the conversation is, it's about them. They just imagine, I mean, are you that important <laughs> that everything is directed at you? They take offense at everything. Their imagination, that needs to be broken off of them. You know, some people may say they're narcissistic, and that is a trait of narcissism. You just think everything is directed at you. Everything's about you. And it's not even, people aren't even thinking about you. But this is a spirit that needs to be broken. And I know we all know people like that. No? You know nobody like that? <laughs> but yes. And so when to break down something is to actually suddenly to do with suddenness or with violence. And there's a scripture in the Bible, we all know it says that the kingdom suffereth violent and the violent taketh by force. You know, 
So there's times when you can't just be mealy-mouthed and wishy-washy, just go along with the program. You need to break some stuff. And especially when it's in your household. It's like, or I, I remember I was on the job, and literally it seemed like everybody was going crazy. It seemed like there was no, I mean, all peace had left. People who didn't even act ugly were acting ugly. And I was like, what is going on? And, I, and get it attacking. And then this one coworker, she just came out and attacked me. And when she did that, I, 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 was, I said, oh, no. This got to go. So I waited till everybody left the office. It was, I was on the evening shift. And I got me a bottle of oil. I said, something's coming into the workplace, you know, because folks is messy anyways, but something is coming to the workplace that is just bringing this confusion and, uh, and uh, what were we talking about? Breaking stuff. Okay. <laughs> and uh, was just breaking up. I mean, it's already have, uh, bad enough trying to get, be at peace with people anyways, you know, all different personalities, but this was just unusual, high, high tension of it. And so after one coworker uh, uh, jumped on me, and I had to, you know, kind of like, and I said, okay, no, because I can't start acting ugly, too. I waited till everybody left. I took me a bottle of oil. I went into every office, every chair. I anointed, I didn't do it greasy because I didn't want them to come and say, what's this grease all over my, my computer? <laughs> they, they probably find out, okay, I was probably Rosalind. No, anyway, I took that, and I lightly, every keyboard, every office, every chair, and I just said, the peace of God, the peace of God, the peace of God, the peace of God. And then the Lord let me realize that it was the last person we had hired. He had brought that spirit of discord in there. And so when he left, because he said, oh, I'm going to go up and get some water, I said, mm -hmm, you go. And, he, and when I turned around, when he he, when he went up the elevator, I turned around. See, he had left his cell phone on the de his desk. I went over there. The peace of God, the peace of God. I noticed that broke. It broke. People came back to their senses. You have to take authority and break some of that well, mess. Okay? And so, okay, we talk about breaking things. Well, the Bible's talking about time to break down. And then there's a time to build. So there's a, it looks like there's a counterpart to everything going on. God is a, he's a balanced God. If you're going to break something down, then we need to build something up. Okay? And so a build up. Building is very interesting. It's to compose. You take, you take a, com, uh, a composite of materials to construct something. Birds build a nest. They get the straw and they get the whatever they can find, and they, they, they purposely construct something, and they build it. They just don't haphazardly build it. They, 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 they methodically get things that they know that needs to go in the nest. And they're smart enough to put some things that aren't very nice and comfortable so that when they start taking the nest apart, you got things that stick because they want to get the kids out the nest, or the birds, I'm sorry, the, the birds out the nest. When it comes time, they start making it <laughs> uncomfortable for the birds to stay in there. But they, 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 but, so then they start breaking down again. But they, they build it to, so that they can have their babies there and they can lay their eggs. So a birds will build a nest. People, we build new buildings and schools, but we just, we have to have plans. 
There's a method to it. There's a system. And so God gives us a system how to build. He, 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 he may put you um, in, a, in a job where that's going to build because he has someplace else he needs you to get to, but he needs to methodically put things in you and build you up in certain areas where you need to be built up. You just don't get there just because you want to be there. So to build is to develop something according to a systematic plan by a definite process. Even lawyers do it when they're building a case. There's a process. See, we're back to process. God is about processing us to where we need to be. There's a process in building a case. There's um, a process when it's time to increase something, to build something up, when we're getting ready and we want to uh, um, go on an exercise routine. We want to what? Burn, build muscle and burn fat. There's a process, you know. Um, yeah, I'm learning about that. I'm trying, okay? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, how in the world, if I'm building muscle, I'm going to burn fat? It just seems like it's not working right, but that's the process. If you want to build muscle, you have to burn fat. And so there's a to enlarge and to increase your uh, your the, your the, the body mass or whatever however you say it, so huh? Yeah, body mass index. So that you um, so sometimes we need to uh, building support for someone or something, building friendships outside our normal circle. We need to start learning how to build of our circle. Sometimes uh, God is wanting us to build in areas where we need to support others. That's not just in our clique. <laughs> not just in our who think like us. We need to go out and build some people who we don't even understand. Maybe they're of another culture. They're of another belief. But you can start building to where that they can start laying a foundation where God can begin to move in their life through what you're building, through the word of God and your prayers. Amen? So building is not just a building. It's in all areas. Amen. Any thoughts? Oh, we're getting close, huh? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I thought I thought First Lady said something to me. Um, I know we're not going to get through all of this. The time is already we're already five minutes till. Uh, but I think, Pastor, you want me to stop there? Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> There's five minutes till. So, um, uh, uh, well, we haven't touched the time to weep and the time to laugh. But praise God. I'm I'm just want to share this word with you. Um it's a rich as you know, you all know. This is so rich and just just take the time to study through it and and let God speak to you and let him um you know deal with those areas, those times when we think that oh, this is I'm going through this time, but you know what the Bible says this and this too shall pass. This too shall pass. 
you know, you encourage yourself that it's not going to be like that. It, you know, you don't like seeing it coming. It's coming again. But with God, he can strengthen us through it. He'll see us through it. He did it before. He'll do it again. Amen. The seasons, nothing new under the sun. So, amen. Come on, let's give praise unto the Lord. Thank you for doing an excellent job. Amen especially under so short notice, amen. Come on, let's give praise unto the Lord. Thank you. Yes, sir. This took you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Four floors? And you anointed all of them? 